Hey guys, hey, hey, did you guys did you guys see my Spotify year in review? No, no, why would I watch that? Dude, dude, don't you don't you want to know the music that I listen to and that I've listened no. to most throughout the year? No, it's fucking stupid. Man, it's so cool. You get to listen to all the you get to know all spoken. my music. I have spoken. Wait, wait, what? I have spoken. <laughs> And welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. Uh, I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. And of course, here in the studio today, we have our special guest, Dr. Dave. Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah. So, excited to be uh, with you guys here today because we're going to get back into our regular format. <coughs> Uh, yep, there you go. Matt burping into the microphone. Right right back into it. <laughs> that, that is the regular format. There it is. There it is. So, uh, so yeah, really excited. We're going to get a chance to talk about some, uh, some really cool shows and stuff and some news. So hold on to your seats, true reviewers, because we're back in a great way. So the first thing on the docket today, um, which we won't talk about our Spotify year in review, uh, apparently, but it is apparently a huge thing that's going around the internet today, and people are going nuts for it. Now, me personally, because one of the things that I saw it on most, uh, which was actually not people sharing, but all of these people who were commenting about how smart of a marketing move it was, and it was actually all over LinkedIn. And like all of these quote unquote LinkedIn influencers, everyone from Gary V to the CEO of of LinkedIn uh, to uh, just big sales influencers. And Fill, yeah, filling things. up your feed. Yeah, filling up my feed, just talking and just really sucking the dick of Spotify and just talking about how brilliant of a marketing move. Now, yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. That's that's neither here nor there. Spotify is doing it absolutely right. Um, very, very personal. Music is something that is tied very heavily to emotion. Um, and so it makes people have an emotional investment into uh, all of the, uh, the, the music that they listen to. And you get a chance to share that with people. And, and I think that's a cool thing. But, man, it just, just like anything in the Internet today, it just gets so overhyped so yeah. quickly. Well, let's get the obvious out of the way. Spotify sucks dick. Okay. Does anyone in this room use Spotify? No, absolutely fucking I mean, not. I use it on a regular basis. Uh, it makes no. sense. Spotify, <laughs> Spotify is an absolutely, as far as music is concerned, okay? Why do you say that? So this and it's it's not it's not for everybody. I'll be the first to admit that I'm I'm one of the few people that still listens to music in the way that I do. I I prefer bands over individual songs. So when I find a band that I like, I get into the band. I like to I like to I, I was one of the last the last people to still be going to record stores. I'll go to yeah. Jack's all the time and sure. buy full albums. Yeah. I had the big fucking CD book collection. Like, I like listening to albums because more often than not, your better bands have albums that from start to finish are great. I love getting deep tracks and deep cuts and shit like that. Spotify, if I were to just say, Spotify, give me a playlist based on Kiss. Mm -hmm. It would give me only the hits 
of Kiss. Kiss and any bands that it puts in that realm. Right. And Kiss, yeah. and, and, and so Kiss is actually a perfect example because Kiss is a band that is constantly un, uh, misclassified, I guess. Yeah. 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 Misclassified sure. um, on streaming services like Pandora and Spotify. Right. They're classified as, as hair metal. Exactly. So right. it wouldn't play other things I would want to listen to while list, like in the same realm as Kiss. But anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting aside from the point. Um, Spotify, and again, I haven't used it in years, so they might have changed this. When I stopped using Spotify was when I got annoyed at the fact that you cannot, or it's very difficult to download full albums and keep them, like, in your library. Because I'm, right. like, the way I always listen to music was yeah, I had streaming. it, yeah, exactly, like, I had it all on, I had all my music on my iPod, and I would just hit, you know, unless I wanted to listen to something specifically, I would hit shuffle songs. Yeah, and I would shuffle through all of them. Exactly, and I would be insured to get hits, a variety of music, and um, uh, what do you call and deep cuts and like Spotify, I just found it very very difficult to do that. So it's one of the cool things that they're doing um, because they give you essentially the songs that you listen to the most throughout 2019. Yeah, and then they put it into a playlist, which is awesome. Yeah, which is a really cool. It's a cool thing, but it's like, hey, you know all of these songs that you listened to and wore out in 2019. Well, guess what? Now you have a playlist of all of these songs again. Yeah, which is cool. It's great if you like listening to the same music over and over and over again, which sometimes I do. But at the same time, it doesn't give you that fresh or new stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't lend itself to music discovery exactly. as much as something like Pandora does. Yeah, right. And I think and even is, Google Music really, is Google Music is what I use, and it's yeah, great at the yeah. discovery. Like if I put on, if I click, you know, uh, Tom Petty, and it's and I say play Tom Petty radio. I get a bunch of artists that I would consider to be adjacent to Tom Petty and yeah. sometimes some new stuff that I've never heard before. Yeah. And if I want to, I can go pull up my music library that is connected to all of my devices via right. Google. So I don't need to have music downloaded on just one device. It's now everywhere. So I guess it's technically still streaming, but it's in my library pulling yeah. from the cloud, I suppose. I don't know how they fucking do it. The most important thing I want to remark on on the Spotify thing is that, as you mentioned... Internet overload today. Yeah, super internet overload. Let like, me just, like it always yeah. is. Like, let's just remind people, sharing your 2019 Spotify wrap-up is not a substitute for a personality. <laughs> just because I may like the same music that you like does not mean I'm going to like you. So, <laughs> no, Matt, I pulled up Kiss on Spotify. I have the, I have the app. I never use it. Yes. Okay. And top five artists... That, kid, that Spotify says you might also like. And I want your opinion. See if Go. there's any good. One, Alice Cooper. Two, Twisted Sister. Okay. Three, Quiet Riot. Okay. Four, Skid Row. Okay. And five, Cinderella. Yeah, see. Yeah. I mean, False. they're all 80s hair bands. Yeah, Alice Cooper like. is the only one I'll give you on that one yeah. because Alice Cooper, um, his best stuff was in the 70s when it was very much the same style of music as Kiss. All of that stuff. Not that I, I love Twisted Sister, I love Skid Row, I love Cinderella, yeah, but if I'm in the mood to listen to hair metal, I'm going to listen to hair metal. If I'm in the mood to listen to Kiss, I'm going to listen to Kiss, the New York Dolls, yeah. David Bowie, like yeah. that's what I'm going to listen to. Yeah, so I pulled different. up Google Music yeah. and did the same. Top five are uh, Motley Crue, Judas Priest, Alice Cooper, Twisted Sister, and Quiet Riot. So three yeah, of the five so are the three same. three of the five yeah. are the same. Yeah. So I'm still wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, but one thing I thought was cool about it, uh, quick little shout out to our friends in Dark City Strings. Yep. Uh, Eric. Who, this Friday, yeah, are going tomorrow. to be playing with, yeah, if you're Del listening McCurry. to this podcast, they're probably yeah. playing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, he posted the, so now this is cool. 
the wrap up for DCS on Spotify, mm-hmm. Dark City Strings. 10.6 thousand streams, 670 hours of music streamed, 600 different listeners in 22 countries. Wow. That's like, awesome. Right? Like Now, that's see, that's, now see, that is cool. That's yeah, something that's you really should be cool. posting. Like yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a band and you're getting a chance to post those kind of stats, like that's just amazing. Yeah. That's cool shit. Yeah. I yeah. take that. Yeah. Really cool. Okay. So. Spotify sucks. Yeah, Spotify. Well, from a marketing perspective, you guys are brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And and and, and let's also clarify, Spotify is great for podcasts. Yeah, great it's, for podcasts as well. That's they're why easy we're to, there. Yeah, they're easy yeah. to search. They're easy to pull up. It's very easy for podcasts. Yep. Music, yeah, not so much. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. But anyway, um, that's why we uh, we enjoy having our, our podcast on Spotify, um, and we we also have it on SoundCloud and Google Music. And uh, yeah, but to something more important. More relevant. Much more important. Much more important. We want to talk to you guys about the show that has taken over just the world. Literally. Right Literally. It is the biggest meme. It is it is the most talked about show. It is also the most streamed show. And it, from what I understand, has kicked the shit out of Stranger Things in terms of, like, most streamed, most watched show. And that is The Mandalorian. Oh, baby. The Mandalorian is an amazing show, and I think that there's a couple of things that the success of Mandalorian is really showing to the world and to audiences and and everybody else that's out there. And people often talk about having the, I don't know what you would call it, I guess, exhaustion, right? Or, or having something that is too much like Star Wars and it's played out, right? Where you have to have, where you have to take a break, right? And you can't have more and more Star Wars and really no matter what Star Wars comes out, it's not going to be good or you, you really need to have a, a break from, you know, the Star Wars story. And it's obviously not necessarily the case. If you have something that's an adjacent story, that's also a continuation of the story is filling a lot of gaps in between the story that's been told and it's done well. It's compelling. And it's compelling. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have an audience that's going to be there and they're going to show up and they're going to watch it and they're going to stream it and they're going to talk about it and they're going to love it. Right. And, And that's what you're seeing with the Mandalorian. First of all, let's call it what it really is. It's not the Mandalorian. It is the meme Delorean. Oh, like, yeah. like, has yes. there ever been a more memeable show? Dude, like, it's I so mean, great. come it's on. So great. And it's I love the concept of the show. It's, it's yeah. Space Wolf and Cub. If, so if you guys are familiar with the the Lone Wolf and Cub, yeah, of course, stories in the samurai movies. Like, you know, it's it's great. Or if you've ever seen um, uh, Shogun Assassin, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies, like. It's it's literally that story. It's it's Shogun Assassin, where you know now you have this 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 uh, Ronin samurai who is protecting his child. Yep. Right from all of these would be assassins that are trying to come after it. Yeah. So let's go in. Let's go into the review portion of this and talk about the four episodes have come out so far. And yep. every yeah, yeah chapters four true. chapters yeah and story. rightfully so every single one of them has gotten uh, critical and fan praise. So right off the bat. One of the things that makes this show great, just without even getting into characters, story, or anything else, yeah. is 
the production value of this show. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like yeah. watching a movie. The the oh, amount, yeah. I mean, and rightfully so, I think they're sinking $15 million an episode into it, yeah, which ridiculous. is fine. Totally worth it because everything, every single little detail about this show is so well thought out. It's so well put together. And one of my favorite things about it is that it's taking the the scenery and the backgrounds, the everything that comes into it is very much classic Star Wars yeah. where before the prequel trilogy and everything got all shiny and polished, it takes you back to the original trilogy where the Empire oh, yeah. has been in power for a few decades and everything is grungy and dirty. And so yeah. right from like one of the opening scenes, the show pulls you in because it takes the uh, – um, you have your obligatory you know, Mandalorian in the bar, blah, 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 and he kicks a couple people's asses right off the bat to establish dominance. But the very next scene is him going to this like – you know hideout more or less and you see these banged up stormtroopers and their broken up armor oh, yeah. and it's just like like right off the bat you're you're hooked because you know it takes place after return of the jedi so the empire has fallen and we never really to this uh, like yeah we've never actually seen um anything that takes place in this time period no. live before yeah. so to see a lot of that is like really cool and just pulls you in immediately yeah the the only thing that has taken place to my knowledge that we've seen aside from you know maybe some of the comic books and i don't even know if any of the comic book stories have even tackled this yeah, i don't period. think so um there was one level in um uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 okay. where in the video game you play on the Battle of Jakku right and with uh, all of the it's like the final stand of the empire it's like it's like that Battle of Jakku is really where it wasn't the Death Star 2 right. in the Battle of Endor it was actually the Battle of Jakku because that was actually the last um, weapons manufacturing facility for the Empire, and that there was this massive, massive battle, and the Empire lost. And the, why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guarantee you, we're definitely going back to Jakku and Rise of Skywalker. Oh, a hundred percent, we are. Yeah. Um, so then, so yeah, so then you get you know this story. You start to get a little bit into the lore of the Mandalorians, and it's really cool. And then you've got this just amazing fan service. Um, when he goes to what's the planet he goes to in the first episode? I forget what it's called already. So I don't think that they name it. I don't know if they name it because I mean there are Jawas there, but is it Tatooine? No, it's it definitely not, not it's Tatooine. Definitely not Tatooine, yeah. Tatooine but, but I don't think they name it either. And I forget. From my knowledge, I thought that Jawas were only on Tatooine. I thought that that's they did like they're not space travelers. Like, See, I think you're correct about that, but I also believe that that was something that was discussed in. Uh, materials that are no longer canon. Yeah, okay. Like expanded universe. Right, I do right, remember right, hearing right. that too, Right. but I don't think I've ever heard it in anything that's now canon. Yeah, there's not any of the movies or any of yeah. the... Because like, I think Clone Wars is canon too. Oh yeah, Clone Wars yeah. is absolutely canon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I don't think they've ever talked about John. No, I don't remember. Um, so then, so it's it's so great. So you go, they, they go to this planet and the one of the biggest pieces of fan service that I absolutely love is the scene with the IG droid. Oh man, it's so cool, so cool. And a lot of like like you were touching on a lot of the noises, just the the beeps, the boops, the music. Like yep. it's just straight out of the original trilogy. Seeing the IG droid was so cool because oh, yeah. I've always been one of those Star Wars fans that always love to hear about the stories behind those characters that. 
look completely badass, but literally are seen for one scene and never do anything. Yep. So, of Agreed. course, the most infamous scene in the original trilogy is when he's, is when Vader's talking to all the bounty hunters. Right. And the first time you see Boba Fett, and then you've got Bosk, the lizard-looking right. guy, who's like a real badass. Right. And then you've got IG as one of the droids right. that's there. Right, IG-88 is there. Yeah. And then you've got Zuckus. Zuckus, and, and yeah. Forlom yep. is the... Uh, the, the C-3PO-looking thing. Yeah, with the weird head yep. on top, yeah. So I've always wondered, ever since I was a kid, how does... A droid like IG-88, how is he effective as a Dengar? How is he effective as a bounty hunter? And then we get this epic gunfight in the first episode. Like and it's so cool because like if you're a fan of of, you know, during the original trilogy, any of the the books that came out, there was a great book called Star Wars Bounty Hunters, and they specifically tackle all of those characters that were in that scene, and they tell little stories about them, IG-88 being one of them, and then you find out that the IG droids are essentially assassin droids that, you know, there's a lot of them, and then IG-88 was the one that became self-aware. Right. Right? And so you, you understand that there's a whole bunch of them. There's even a scene in Empire Strikes Back when there, when uh, C three PO has been destroyed and he's on his way into the incinerator, you actually see yeah, an yep. IG droid that's like there. It's like a nice little Easter egg. Yep. So you know that there's like this whole universe around them, and uh, the IG droids were also in uh, Shadows of the Empire, yep. the book, and they were also in the video game, which yep. I for N sixty four, which I absolutely love. So yeah, absolutely, I 100% agree with you, and just getting a chance to see it on screen and in action, the way he was twisting and yeah. turning and just murking everyone was just so cool. So badass, and I love the little Easter egg um, where he was, uh, where uh, the Mandalorian is talking to uh, his friend, the guy, I forget his name, I have spoken, whatever his name was, um, and yeah. he talked about the Jawas, and he's like, oh, I might have vaporized a few of them. Yeah. And it, again, it took me back to that scene in Empire where Vader goes to Boba Fett. No vaporization, yeah, you no know? disintegration. No, yeah, this yeah. Obviously, yeah not the yeah, vapor, yeah, disintegration, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you never really knew what, you know, what, what they meant by that. And then you see Mandalorian with that big rifle, and yeah. he's just, oh, I might have disintegrated a few of them. Which, which is also awesome. I mean, here it is. John Favreau has taken an element out of probably the most hated, or at least, like, love-hated the Star Wars Christmas special, right? Wait, what did he take? The gun. That gun. Mando's was, gun? Yeah, Mando's gun really? was actually used by Boba Fett in Star Wars A Christmas Special. That two-pronged gun. Yeah. Well, we can just look on the trophy shelf over there. Boba Fett's holding it up. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, right? So it's it's actually something that's, like, really, really cool. He's got that double-pronged gun, and it was from a Star Wars A Christmas special. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so it, it's something that, you know, in comic books, they've actually done over the last... You know, I want to say more than decade, last two decades, is is taking, you know, these characters who were really stupid yeah. in the 70s, right? Like Calculator, right? Who would run around in the 70s and he had a giant calculator on Ugh. him. And he was like this stupid idiot villain. Or calendar right? Man. Right, or Calendar Man. And Ugh. then you bring them into modern day and now you make them really cool. And now you have this calculator is actually like this this mad genius, and he's like this behind the scenes you know supervillain. So they've taken a concept that was considered stupid yep. and made it modern and made it really cool, which is exactly what they've done with the Mandalorian. And I actually love the fact that when he disintegrates people with it, it's like a more powerful blast, and it's almost like a one shot. Like he has I to love reload that. Yeah. it every single time he shoots it. I love which that. Which is just such a nice touch. It's just so cool. So, well, it's uh, also quick fact. Uh, the I Have Spoken character is an Ugnaught named Kuil. Kuil, that's what his name was. Yeah. 
See, I, that's now, not... where else do we see Ugnaughts? Oh, we see them in um, in Empire Strikes Back during that incinerator scene. That's where you see yeah. the other Ugnaughts. Yeah, and yeah, they, they've got the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, see, uh, that's those creatures. That's another thing I love that you, you were talking about the the one shot on the disintegration rifle. That's another thing I, I I love the fact that like you know you see his his outfit, the Mandalorian's outfit, and you're like. Okay, there's probably just a bunch of shit here that's just bells and whistles, like, yeah. you know, just for effect. And then, but you see those bullets, like, oh, they're actual, like, bullets. Like, yeah. they actually have a use. It's a purpose. It's yeah, not it's just a, a prop. Like, right. it's it does so cool. cool. Like, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's it, it it's just such a nice touch that they're really, like, it, like, involving a lot of those things that you just always had fantasies about. And you're like, oh, I wonder what that is. Yep. I wonder what that is. And they're filling in a lot of those holes that you had. Now, the thing that I'm really curious about is because it was something that was talked about in the books, but never really brought over into, you know, quote unquote canon now, and that is Boba Fett. Now, Boba Fett, right, like in the scene in Return of the Jedi, when he falls into the Sarlacc pit, the Sarlacc burps. And so the Sarlacc, the, there were stories in the books. Oh, you're not going to be a Boba Fett truther, no, are no, no, you? No, where, where he gets spit out of the Sarlacc. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if. Like, will we see Boba Fett? Does he come back in no. in this series? Maybe, like, an older no version? No. You think he's just going to be I think completely just, Yeah, yeah. And, so, and the other thing, from what I understand, is that both Jango Fett and Boba Fett were not actual Mandalorians. That is correct. They just had stolen the armor. That is correct. I've yeah. also heard that there's, like, multiple clans of the Mandalorians, and that's why the ones we're seeing are more militaristic, and the whole that whole point of them... Like only one leads, yep. and this is the way. All of, all of that. That is like that one sect, uh, and the fact that they don't take off their helmet. That's that. This sect says that it's right. Not okay, like so all it's not like right because in the Clone Wars, that's very different than the Mandalorians yeah. we saw in the Clone Wars. Right, right. but I, I still think it's fair to say though that Jango Fett is not a true Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think he just he just had the armor. And so that's another right. thing though. So let's let's talk about theories. I think we're gonna get to see his face before. Oh yeah, the series it's is done. Chekhov's face, like yeah, they're I mean, really hinting at yeah, it. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent. I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely the thing that you're gonna go through the entire season, or or maybe even multiple seasons without seeing it. But you'll definitely see it before the show is over. Totally, and because as well, it's it's a waste to waste such a good actor like Pablo Pascal, Pedro, or Pedro Pascal. Sorry. Um, uh, on as an actor and not show his face. Yeah, totally. Right. I mean, that was the whole problem with Judge Dredd in 1996, the Sylvester Stallone, because they were paying all this money to have Sylvester Stallone, and the director actually never wanted him to take the helmet off, like Judge Dredd never does. Right. And the the production behind it, the production team, the producers were like, like "Fuck what the that! Fuck are you talking yeah. about? We have this expensive super actor, you know, Sylvester Stallone. He's the reason that people are coming to see." Well, well, oh, super actor. Was, you know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, so we have this this megastar that's in it, and he's the draw. Like, there's no way we're gonna you're gonna tell me we're gonna cover up yeah. his face for the entire movie, right? And so that's actually what they are doing to keep it true to to story and to keep it true to the you know the the actual lore of Star Wars. I, just, I love it. Such man, John Favreau. Thank you, dude. You're just like the super fan that I always loved. You're just yeah. you're warming my little Star Wars heart. Because the, the one thing that you guys are all dancing around, it has to be his decision. I think is it, there's no CGI. Everything is practical effects. All the aliens you see, the explosions, yes, the guns. Yes. 
that I think that is the one thing that you're talking about bringing everything back in that yeah, Star Wars yeah, the original feel yeah, like original you're in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's because it's all practical. Exactly, that's the best part. Yeah, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I, he's I hitting think that it is such a big part of the the show. And he's hitting so many amazing beats too, with just like you know, there's like the bounty hunter element, and there's like the. Uh, um, you know, the last episode had the, the, the callback to Seven Samurai, and then you have just like, you know, the superhero moments, like in episode three. Yeah. Episode three was so, just like, such a fucking mark-out moment yeah. for fans, yeah. because you knew it was coming. Real wank stuff yeah. for fans. Like, you knew it was coming, but still seeing it was great, so I'm, of course, talking about the scene at the end where Mando has sort of like, you know... Turned more or less on his on his benefactors, not the other Mandalorians, the people in the guild. Right, and he's making his escape with Baby Yoda, and now, of course, as you would expect, the contract is out on his head, and all of the bounty hunters in the immediate area just gang up on him. And there's yeah. a big gunfight, you know, and he's cornered, and it's a whole thing. He's used all of his tricks, and then just like out of nowhere, like a fucking RKO. The rest of the Mandalorians come just yep. flying in, and the John Favreau guy has yeah. got the fucking minigun, and he's just like wasting people and just flying around like Iron Man, dude. Like, it's just such like a nod, like he of course he uh, had to put himself in that scene, and like he's the the huge Gatling gun, yeah, you know, Iron Man character. And again, it was like awesome. it was like we know we knew that scene was coming. Like you once you saw him getting cornered like that, you knew he had already used all of his tricks. You're like. There's no way he's getting out of this until, unless he gets help. And you knew the Mandalorians were coming. And when they oh, did, yeah. it oh, was yeah. so fucking satisfying. Yeah, it really was. It was It was really satisfying. It was just, it was so well done. And again, like you said, you knew it was coming. But when you got it, it was just so satisfying to see. And it's it's amazing that these episodes are only a half an hour. I, I went back and like... They're like 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. sometimes a little less. Um, <coughs> but they, they pack so much story into that time yeah. that you're like, oh my God. Like you, you look at the clock and you're like, really? Oh man, this was only a half an hour? Like there was so much story that was So awesome. Here. And then, so let's talk about the biggest... I don't know if I would call it a reveal. I mean, it's certainly a surprise. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely the big surprise in the first episode. I mean, when he pulls out the uh, the little egg, mm -hmm. and he opens up the egg, and it's like, you know, what's the yeah. what's the bounty been? Yep. I of all the because we were talking about it for months. We talked oh, about yeah. it on the show. We talked about it with all of our what's friends. What's happen with it? Well, yeah, what's it gonna? gonna be any yeah, what's it gonna be? Yeah. In, in a million years, I would have never. I could have cycled through every possible thought in my brain. I would have never, ever, ever thought baby fucking Yoda. Yeah, a baby whatever his race is, which I don't think, have they ever named no. it? I think, I don't I think not so. in canon. Not in canon, they haven't ever named his race. I don't race. think they ever did it in the expanded universe and stuff either. I think in some of the books originally they may have talked about it or maybe some comic books. I okay. think that they might have. Um, because I know in episode one, they have a different, they have a female version. Yaddle. From, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's, what are, Yaddle. Yaddle, yeah. Yeah, Yaddle, who's in the Jedi Council chamber. Yes. Right? And is one of the, the members of the Jedi Council, but then you never see her again after episode one. Right? And I think that it was because, like, they used uh, a lot of puppets and a lot of the things that Mandalorian has done very successfully in episode one before they 
you know, did all the, the reshoots and, yep. you know, re-edits after it has come out. So, like, if you watch episode one now, Yoda is CGI. Yep. Whereas if you went back and watched it, actually, he was actually a puppet yep. and looked nothing like Yoda. I remember just, that. Yeah, it looked was, terrible. Like, his skin was a different color. Yeah, it was weird. It was, like, brown. Yeah. It wasn't green. It, it was, was just, weird. Yeah, it was just very, very... He looked almost older yeah. in episode one than he did in episodes, you know, f- uh, five and six. Which is so bizarre to me how they, like... Like, who looked at that and thought, like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, this is good. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Like, he somehow looks shittier than he did 30 yeah, years ago. Lucas like, yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand how they came yeah. up with that. Yeah. But, I mean, that was also one of those things, too, where it's like, as much as I'm glad that... They're doing uh, uh, Baby Yoda as a puppet, a live-action thing in The Mandalorian. Episode 2 and 3, you had to have Yoda be CGI. Oh, yeah. Like, if you can't have him jumping around like a fucking meth monkey with the lightsaber as a puppet. Like, it just wouldn't yeah. work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in episode uh, 2 and 3, you mean? Yeah, as yeah, I said, 2 and 3, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah with, regular, with Yoda. Yeah. So now, let's talk about Baby Yoda, right? So it's the meme that's captured. It's the cutest thing. A A... You know, let's we'll talk about the business end in a second. Let's just talk about theories first. Right? <coughs> so with Baby Yoda, who is he? Where did he come from? Why did he get there? I want to hear your guys' theories because I have a, a pretty interesting theory yeah. um, that I'd love to be able to kind of talk about with you guys. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> the only the only thing I'm the only thing that I'm certain of pretty much is that it is he's not related to Yoda. That's the only thing I'm certain of. Why are you certain of that? Because it would be stupid. It what, would be what about dumb would be, if he was, so if he was like a child? Yes, Yoda. yes. Because yeah, okay. given and the only the only reason it would be stupid is given the time period that it takes place. If the Mandalorian took place um, either you know like let's say in an old Republic time, or if it took place around the time as the the current trilogy, right. thirty plus years after Return of the Jedi, right. it would be a little bit more believable. This is five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, five years after. So Return. so only only roughly what seven years after Yoda? No no because because Yoda dies. Yeah, Yoda dies in, in Jedi, in, in right? Jedi, yeah. So so yeah. about five years after Yoda dies, yeah. it'd be stupid to just all of a sudden like. Pop back, here's Yoda, you know, and it's like, what are, what are they going to say? It's either, oh, his kid from before, like, do they have kids? What do they reproduce? Does he lay an egg somewhere? Or is it, like, his spirit embodying a new fucking thing? And if that's the case, why would you embody a child? Like, so I don't I don't believe it's in any way related to the Yoda that we know. That's the only thing I'm certain of. Yeah. So from from what I understand, and now I, I am no way a Star Wars expert. Uh, you know, I am a, a fan. That's and for I, fucking sure. And I would consider myself a super fan. But uh, I am no way an expert. Um, I'm giving so, you, I'm giving you the Thor the, meme right now. <laughs> Is he the... The, the the time frames um, throughout the the episodes? I'm uh, I know that from Empire to Return is supposed to be a long period of time, like the the time in between those two movies. But I think like I think between Empire and Return, it's supposed to be five years, and then. Um, but between, it's only like three years between A New Hope and Empire, so like the whole thing is like eight years between A New Hope and then the end of Empire Strikes Back. I thought it was a pretty tight time frame between New Hope and Empire. No, no, it's about, it's, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Between A New Hope and and Empire, it's, but I, yeah, but I thought that that tight time frame was like two or three years. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. About I'm not that. either actually. Uh, but I do know that it was five years between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Okay. Right. It's supposed to be, it take place a long time. And then after Return of the Jedi, it's supposed to be 
30 years to Force Awakens. Right. Right? So you've got now five years after Return of the Jedi is Mandalorian. So you've got now Baby Yoda, who is supposedly 50 years old, right? And is still a baby. So that would place Baby Yoda coming into, like, let's say, conception roughly, you know, let's say 30 years before Empire Strikes Back or before A New Hope. Right. So with that, what is that timeline? Like, is that, like, if 30 years before A New Hope, is that episode two? Would, uh, would episode two have taken place 30 years before A New Hope? Because here's my theory. Yeah, roughly. In yeah. episode two, in episode two, when Anakin Skywalker goes to save Obi-Wan Kenobi on Geonosha, mm-hmm. and all of the Jedi come with him, right? Yoda, Ge- Geonosis. Geonosis. Yes, you're, you're, com- you're combining the mutant island with the... Mutant island with the- sorry, Geonosis. Um, so when they go there, Yoda goes to Kamino... To yeah. pick up the clone soldiers. Yeah. And he goes to investigate. Is it possible that while Yoda is If you say what I think you're going to say, I'm going to fucking punch does you. Does he, like Jango Fett, make a clone of himself? Oh, okay. or, or somebody else makes a clone of Yoda? Yeah, I, that, that's my current theory. You know, something something that is like like Boba Fett was, where he doesn't have the aging. He I doesn't, really... He doesn't have the, the super fast aging, where it's just a natural... Uh, I really, a natural, I really like, thought you were going to say Yoda goes on spring break on. <laughs> and just Springer. fucking, yeah. And just, just like. Springer, and he just goes on a tear, so he, and he ends up banging a comedian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so. Yeah, I, I thought he was. Because um, you never see. A clone. You never see Yoda on Kamino. You only see him yep. return, and he saves the day, very much like in The Mandalorian, when The Mandalorians show up in episode three. And. and when when all of the the clone yep. troopers come in and save the remaining Jedi and, Empire, and start taking out the, the rest so, of the to know that he exists. So, so, so I we, like I yeah. like that theory with one modification. It would have been done without his knowledge and against his will. He would not have been the one to say, "Hey, let me drop some clone shit on you before I go." I Somebody on Camino was like, "Oh, let me just you know pluck your hair real quick and yeah. save your DNA sample yeah. and make a clone without him knowing about it." Yeah, exactly. that I would buy. Yeah, yeah, because it's out of character for Yoda, I think, to say, oh, "I'm going to fucking clone myself." You know, I don't, I don't think that's within his character. Yeah. But if someone does it against his will, I would buy that. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely buy that. And so in Empire Strikes Back, there's that famous scene that when Luke Skywalker goes off and Obi-Wan Kenobi goes that boy is our last hope yeah Yoda looks up and he goes no there is another right now famous uh you know famously you know gets mixed up with what he says in Return of the Jedi when he goes there is another Skywalker right now he says that in Return of the Jedi to Luke but he doesn't say that to Obi-Wan he just says no there is another could that do you think he's talking about his other clone is he talking about baby Yoda no because I like uh no, I think he's talking about the the Skywalker. He's talking about Leia. Yeah, yeah, but I do, I do but really Obi-Wan like. Would have known about Leia, right? Obi Wan knew that Leia existed, 
Well, that's why the prequel trilogy is bullshit. Because it's... He's, <laughs> Too much red Yeah, he's, he's, back, he's, he's fucking, he's fucking backsplaining, you know, like... It's a bunch of bullshit, like... It really is a lot of backsplaining. Yeah, a bunch of fucking what? backsplaining. Like, yeah, because the same thing, the same thing goes for uh, uh, C-3PO. When Vader just has no fucking idea who C-3PO is. Um, you built him, you dick shit. Like, fucking come on. Yeah, so, but there's a million, you know... 3PO kind of droids out there, right? And it just happens to be another one that's gold. He doesn't know. Okay, well, then, like, then flip it. C-3PO doesn't know Vader. How many times has well, his memory has his, been wiped? What has well, he been? What is he, Logan? Well, Logan? no, but right after, the protocol droid has his memory wiped. That's, that happens at the end of episode three. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Yeah, I mean, call yeah. bullshit on that. Yeah. I like that. That was That's the one thing that we always talk about. It's that one dial, dial <laughs> like one line of dialogue. Yeah, thank, yeah, God, they, yeah, thank God they created the uh, whatever device, you know? Fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So... I think I think that it, it really could be a cool way to backsplain, right? Because you've got a lot of these inconsistencies. And John Favreau has come out and said that the Mandalorian is going to fill in a lot of gaps that are there in Star Wars, right? And he said that that it's going to tell stories that we've we've been wondering. And it's he, I think that John Favreau is going to help close that information and fix a lot of the inconsistencies because he has gone way out of his way to make sure that he is consistent with the other stories that are being told. Yep. And then that's the other thing is that, so I've heard that in the penultimate chapter of Mandalorian for this season, we're going to see a character that is in Rise of, Rise of Skywalker. See, now I've heard that too. And I am not a fan of that approach. Presuming, depending on how major a role the character plays in Rise of Skywalker, only because it doing that move. Because I already think that they're they're fucked for Rise of Skywalker from a story perspective. So like I don't. I think th- I think it could be so good. Oh, it, it could be. I don't think it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think that they and they totally could. They they, they totally could. Yeah, I just nice. don't know. Here's my problem with it: to introduce any new character in Rise of Skywalker for anything other than the most minor of roles, I think is a mistake. Because they already have. Two, they already have basically 30 fucking years of continuity that they've got to wrap up with this movie, and they're already halfway up their own asses because they killed Snoke in The Last Jedi, yeah. and now they're like, you know, who's going to be the big bad? And it's like... <laughs> it seems like they already have to do backsplaining. Seriously! You know, Th- this like movie should be called The Rise of Backsplaining. Yeah. Like, it's fucking... Again, I, I think the trailers look really good, but I just, from a story perspective... I don't see how they get to a good story that closes the trilogy like they say they're going to in a really effective and satisfying way. Yeah. It's possible. It's it's, certainly possible, but a lot of shit has to happen. You know what I want to see in Mandalorian? And I don't care if it's like one two-minute scene. I want to see Mark Hamill... As Luke Skywalker, I don't care if they Not fucking paint his beard, yeah. <laughs> but with the fucking green lightsaber, oh, here we go, and just kicking some ass. God damn it! That's all I wanted to the see in Last Jedi. That's all I wanted to see. I wanted to see one scene of Luke Skywalker kicking ass with a green How lightsaber. Times we had this conversation. With the goddamn it's blue never gonna lightsaber. happen. It's never gonna happen. By the way, friend of the show Kevin in real time is updating us. Uh, four to five years in between the movies, he said it's not it's not exactly clear. 
And Kevin, right. friend of the show, Kevin, is our resident Star Wars, Star Wars expert, expert, so I yeah. trust his opinion on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so... Yeah. Any other any other baby Yoda theories? Uh, no baby. Where Yoda. where did he come from? How does he exist? And why does he have such knowledge of the Force? Is so that's just, the other thing I want to talk about. Ingrained in him, like his, he's he's able to use the Force, and he lifts yes. the fucking animal. He knows what he's doing. So right. I think it's going to be one of those things because yeah. they have talked about it before in canon that there are certain races that are just more Force attuned than others, and I think that's how you explain that that he is just more. Uh, his race is more force attuned than other races, but it could also be it would make a lot more sense too if it's the some sort of clone yeah. type fucking thing, you know, oh, like Yoda. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where um, you would automatically know how. Right, to use the exactly. Force. But it could yeah. also just be that he's more the race is more force attuned. I, I, I'm fine with that theory. Do you think that in Rise of Skywalker, do we see like a teenage adolescent Yoda? Like instead angsty of baby Yoda, Yoda. A- angsty Yoda, <laughs> he's got like his nose pierced. <laughs> I, <fucking laughs> Maybe hate, I, hate, I hate you. I hate you, <laughs> mom. Mom, mom, you said I could go to the concert tonight. Make me pizza rolls. <laughs> pizza rolls are ice cold. <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. That would be hilarious. <laughs> so you were talking about the business before. Yes, I think yeah. that's the most interesting thing about all of this. Yeah is the smartest decision that Disney is doing to release episodic content versus the Stranger Things model. Of <laughs> that is my favorite yeah. part about Disney+. Plus. Yeah. That is my favorite yeah. part about Disney+. Plus Because not only not only do I just prefer it from a personal watching perspective because, you know, we came up in the generation where you had to wait a week, you know, for shit to come out. So it just, like, gives me a feeling of nostalgia. But from a strictly marketing perspective, especially when you have a show as good as The Mandalorian, it's absolutely fucking brilliant because it extends the life of the internet of the buzz yeah, of, of the, the buzz, buzz. Yeah. from one week you know yeah, yeah. to like three. yeah to like four months you know yeah. like it's so fucking and brilliant you can talk yeah. to people about the show and it all comes out at once because you don't know like yeah or have you, you might be yeah. on the first yeah. day and people are like uh, you know have, busy have lives actually doing things other than <laughs> just watching tv all day yeah, yeah. Totally. like oh yeah i'm on episode three and like what can I talk to them about? Can I, oh, this cool thing. I don't know. But now you yeah. can, you know. And I also yeah. personally find it. Tell me, tell me if you guys agree with this. Me personally, I don't do a lot of binge watching on, on shows. Um, if I can avoid it, because for whatever reason, maybe I'm just wired this way. I find it. I find that I forget more of the little Agreed. details when I watch four episodes back to back than oh, when I watch yeah. one or two or one right. a week. Yeah. Yeah, and and not getting it is is one of the things that makes you crave it more, right? Yeah. Because yeah. so that is really the whole reason why Star Wars has become such this phenomenon was because we got these three movies, and then for twenty years we got nothing else. Yeah. And there's all these questions, and people would go back and watch these movies and become absolutely obsessed with these movies, and you'd pick out all those little Easter eggs to try and fill in the rest of the universe. And you'd have all of these books and everything like that that would be able to kind of, you know, tell stories. But people became obsessed with it because yep. they couldn't get any more. And that's and they why they were getting any more. And that's why the expanded universe became so popular. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, like the the Dark Empire uh, trilogy or or the Zon trilogy rather. And then you have uh, Shadows of the Empire. Yep. I mean, those those four books are really books that were 
were very much considered canon, like like absolutely. And then especially when the special edition was released, and as an Easter egg in when they're going into Mos Eisley, you see the Outrider, yep. uh, which is Dash Rendar's ship flying out of of Mos Eisley, dude. Which is just awesome. I mean, it was just when I first saw it because I was a big fan of Shadows of the Empire, yeah, uh, and that Dash Rendar character. I just thought it was amazing. I was that like, so is excited. A, that is a character that I would kill to see come into canon in some way, shape, or form. They did it with Thrawn because Thrawn was probably arguably the most popular character the, in the expanded yeah, universe. Yeah, and, and villain. Most right, popular yeah, villain. exactly. Yeah. And I would say Dash Rengar was probably the second most popular yeah. in that universe. I would love... So they already brought Thrawn back in, in, a, in uh, Rebels. Rebels yeah. I would fucking kill to see... Either in an animated show like they're doing with Rebels, or in a live action somewhere along the way, I would kill to see Dash Rengar in. Like it would be so, or Rengar yeah. would be so awesome. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. And the other person that I would love to see is Mara uh, Jade. No, well, Mara Jade, yeah. definitely Mara Jade, um, but Prince Shizor. So Prince Shizor was the villain. He's like oh, this yeah. underworld villain yeah. who was in Shadows of the Empire, right? Like a job of the Hut kind of right. character, right? And yeah. who um, Vader became, you know, sort of jealous of. Because Prince Shizor was actually favored by the Emperor, yep. right? And he actually really liked Prince Shizor, but you know, and, 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 you know, he ended up, I, I think, dying in Shadows. I don't know. It's been a long time since I read the book, but um, but yeah, I know that it was it was you know he he like dies in Shadows and you never see him again. Yeah. In order to kind of wrap things up, but he was always favored, and and Vader became very jealous of that. And I right. thought I think that would be such a cool character to see in canon if they were able to bring it in canon. But yeah, Mara Jade as well. But you couldn't do Mara Jade without the love story between her and Luke. And and I just don't think they're going to ever tackle that. Well, you could. Just not with Luke. Just pick some pick another fucking Jedi. Mm. Yeah. Is, is there another Jedi? There's, there's, there's been well, enough. I mean, you can't do Mara Jade without Palpatine either. So. That's right, also exactly. true, yeah. Well, but now, now we're getting Palpatine back in Rise uh, of Skywalker. Uh, you don't uh, like that. I absolutely love it. I, you know, and I'm hoping that they backsplain Snoke as just, he was essentially like, like an, almost like an inanimate object. Like I would, I would hope that he was like almost like a dead person, and and the emperor or a clone of the emperor, which is what it was in the Thrawn trilogy. It was a clone of yeah. the emperor, which makes sense. If the we, emperor is the one who is behind the clone army, it only stands to reason that he's going to make a clone of himself. But it's like I said though, and I think that that plot line is awesome and would have been great for these movies. But if they've done at, it from the beginning. Yes, like yeah. look at how much screen time Snoke has in Force Awakens. It's like what? Five minutes max? You know, and he's just a fucking hologram. You don't even see him. You yeah. barely know anything about him. Yeah, Nothing. You see his giant head. Zero. Yeah. And then you see quite possibly even less of him in The Last Jedi. Yeah. You see him for five minutes and he gets fucking murked. Yeah. Like so it's like it's cool. I, I totally agree. I think it would be amazing if it was, you know, Snoke was a clone of the Emperor and this was his plan all along. But not a single thing in these last two movies have even remotely hinted towards that. Yeah. So to go back on that now, it's just, like I said, unless the movie's going to be four hours long, like it's not nope. a fucking Scorsese no. flick. Like, you it know. Is, it's not even the longest Star Wars movie. I think it's for two hours and 31 minutes, which I think... Which longest, one's longer than that? Uh, I think... Revenge of the Sith is two hours and thirty eight minutes. I think you're right. Revenge of the Sith is really long, yeah. Like so it's it's you know marginally longer, yeah. but but still, know, yeah, it's, it's like so, fucking ridiculous. It's, yeah. yeah. So, so I think the 
shortest one is the original. New Hope? Yeah, yeah New, New Hope, Hope is fast. Yeah. Um, so where do we think they are going to go with the Mandalorian? Yeah. yeah. Where do they go? Because they, the last episode, let's be honest, last episode, it was awesome. It was a great yeah. episode. Yeah. But very much a filler episode. Yeah. The, the, you know, a callback to Seven Samurai and stuff like that. So um, th- that's the thing is that I think they're all filler episodes. Oh, okay. You know, so, like, you're just getting, like, there is... Like, episode of the week type stuff? Yeah, like, like I know that John Favreau has mentioned that there is an overarching story, and that's just who is Baby Yoda and where right. did it come from, right? But I think that what the brilliance of the show is, is that they're all filler episodes. Like, it's just a show. Yeah, okay. It's Lone Wolf and Cub. It's just a show about a guy who his, his baby is being constantly hunted by assassins, and he's constantly having to fight off these assassins. And it's just one adventure to the next to the next. Very much like Kung Fu yeah, as well, right? where you go from one adventure to the next to the next, and he goes around solving problems with... Kung Fu, you know? <laughs> so, but it's the same thing, and it's just Mandalorian as as that main character. I'd actually, I think that I'd actually would be totally fucking. Fine I mean, that with begs that. the question then: yeah. if it's not going anywhere, and if this is just episode after episode, are we going to have a second season? Is this? Yeah. So there is an overarching story, right. and I'm is sure it's going to wrap at the end of the. Uh, and that's the thing, it's is that what, if four weeks, there's only eight episodes, right? Yeah, there's only yeah. eight episodes, and and if they reveal too much in. The eighth episode, is it going to make you want to come back? Right. Because then you don't have that thing that we were talking about of, like, what happens next? What happens? What happens? Where you have to kind of fill in the blanks. And we're doing this theory crafting, right? This theory crafting that we're doing right now is the exact brilliance of what made Star Wars so appealing. Oh, yeah. To just everyone for so long. And it's also why Star Wars is so... It was so hard to do a prequel trilogy that... That was good, and it's so hard to do a sequel trilogy. That's really good because so many people have all of their own theories and have created all of their own ideas about it. Yeah, you're never gonna you please. Just, you, you can't. You can't because it's so personal to yeah. people. Which is why, like I said, the thing that makes the most sense is if you don't focus so much on like this is like writing one on one. Don't try to focus on a story. Focus on the characters. Think about the characters yeah. that you've built and how yeah. they would act and react in certain situations. And then just let that play out. Yeah. yeah. So would you guys want a second season? Would you want this Fuck to yes. continue? Absolutely. Or would you? Would it be more satisfying if this is just like the movies? It's kind of one begin, middle, end story done. It, it takes place in the larger universe, but... Um, do you think it would cheapen what's happening here if if it doesn't end no, see, con- I, concretely? I would to, I would almost want let a second season happen. I, I would almost want three seasons, just like the movies where it's told in threes, right? Yeah, I would almost want three seasons, yeah. to, so that it could tell the full story. Yeah, and the way the way I would break it out, I would have this season be all about the mystery of Yoda, mm-hmm. uh, Baby Yoda. The second season for me would be more about. The guild and having once you've wrapped up the baby Yoda thing, keep that character, do whatever you want with it. Um, in the next season, like it's you know, like a buddy cop thing if you want to even, but yeah. have the next season really dig more and explore into all of this stuff about the guild because even as much as they've touched on it in the first few episodes, they still really haven't touched on it at all. Yeah, and you the, know the way that episode four went, I think that they are going to get start to get away from the guild. Yeah, exactly. I think saw it in episode three, right? and they touched on it, but right. now he's got his upgraded armor. I think we're going to go way away from the guild yeah, for a little I while. I disagree. 
You think uh, so? The whole fact that he's being chased by bounty hunters. They found him on that planet that he crashed on. Yep. He had to leave. The the bounty hunters are still coming after him. The guild is still here. It's they're. Yeah, I don't think the guild is done yeah. at all. I yeah. think I think the so I agree with you, but I don't think they're going to go too much into the lore of the guild in this season. I think it's going to I think we're going to end up seeing it dig more into the remnants of the empire. Yeah. Because that was how like the whole season started. Right. Was like cuz like we still don't know why they wanted Yoda. What was that fucking scientist guy doing with him? Remember how he said he saved him? Material, what did yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. Like, what yeah. did they really want yeah. him for? What were they really gonna do? So I think they're gonna come back to that before the end of the season. And then, like I said, I would love to see them like you know solve that plot line, and then the next season be really about him going back into the guild and like fucking those guys up. Is it? Is it the whole purpose <laughs> of Baby Yoda to harvest? His midi chlorians <laughs> to, to bring back the emperor. That the empire they wants. To, yeah, they need to harvest the midi chlorians out of his blood in order. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even justifying that with an answer. I, you know what the saddest thing I, is that, that it's plausible. It's plausible, that, yeah. right? And that actually, like, that could be funny. And I think. I think that John Favreau has even said that there is going to be an element or some kind of oh, mention of the midichlorians oh, in, uh, in, in Mandalorian. If there's any mention of the midichlorians, it should just be to retcon them out of existence. Yeah, what what I would love to see in subsequent... The fuck is a midichlorian? <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. <clears throat> but what I would love to see in subsequent seasons is essentially filling in the entire gap and, and taking us all the way through. Now we're five years after Empire Strikes Back. Take us all the way through until the very, very beginning, almost like Rogue One, where the end of Mandalorian is going to be the beginning of Force Awakens. That's a long time, though. That's I mean, it's 30 years. Yeah. I mean, so you're looking at 25 years. So you're saying each season, okay. Eh. So if you did like a, you know, a five-year break in between each season, now you've got 10 years there, and if you say each season is, you know, whatever, how long? See, I, I think that puts him too much, too much connection to the First Order and stuff. I don't think there would be any... You have to change the character. I feel like I'm not yeah. sure if that would work. And do you, does he die? Does he die at the end of the probably? Series? They're probably, probably going right? to kill him. He has yeah. to die. Yeah. That's when his helmet comes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely think that we'll see his face before the end of the first season. I think so too. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think that. So <laughs> it's going to be one of the two reveals, right? We'll either find out what Baby Yoda is and why he exists, or we'll we'll see his face. I think it'll be one of those two, but not both mm. in the first season. I think we're gonna get both. You think we're gonna get yeah, both? I yes. Agree in that. Yeah. Yeah. I see because that's the thing is that like if you you go back in time because what you, what you were trying to talk about about this episodic and releasing it week over week is is really really awesome and it really takes you back to the the time of like the eighties when these big shows like shows like Dallas right yep. uh, were were out and Dynasty were out right and people were just. Everyone had to turn like on, and everyone yeah. tuned in, right? The Who Shot Jr. right was the oh, hugest God, yeah. thing, like ever. And then it got delayed because of a writing strike. They had to rewrite it so many times, and it just it, people were theory crafting, you know. And so they had these 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 you know kind of different ideas behind it. So I think that that's a really cool element that they are bringing back with doing this in in an episodic format. But I think that the way that they can do this really, really well is by not giving away too much. Right? Oh, so yeah. If you give away, you show his face and you explain who Baby Yoda is, then that gets to your point, Dave, that you were saying that, you know, is there even a reason to watch a second season? Like, so, spoiler alert, uh, 
John Favreau two months ago posted a picture of the Mandalorian's helmet saying, greetings from set of Mandalorian season two. <coughs> so they're making, they're currently making. Yeah, they're making a, a season two. Yeah. Like, I, I knew that it did get, or I heard rumors that it got renewed. I didn't know officially, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, and like, it's just like, I mean, it's printing money, right? Because <laughs> for all the people who have, you know, Disney Plus free for a year, Getting the second right here. season, yeah. Well, getting the second, me too. And getting the second season of Mandalorian in December of next year is your reason to subscribe and to actually pay for it now. Yep. Right? Well, actually, to make this sure post was from two weeks ago. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's so good, guys. It's so like, good. I can't it's so wait. Good. And the fact that we're just spending this much time just going over just the theories about it, yeah, we spent, makes we, it even better. we spent the whole episode pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know. It is that you know you could say what you will about Disney. Um, how did they drop the ball on not having? I think that they were worried that people would see the toy production being done, and they oh, were, totally, they yeah, were worried about it yeah. being spoiled. Like, 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 it, like the way it happened with every Marvel movie for the oh, last few years, even, when, even Star Wars. Yeah, movies, when when know, uh, the, the, the when the Lego, yeah. yeah, Lego spoiled the shit out of the giant man reveal in Civil War. Right, yeah, right. it was like the whole yeah, and you, you get these toys, right? And they, they have to be produced months and months ahead of time before you can release them. Exactly. You know, but I mean, that's probably what they keep did. It under wraps, you know. You know, as as much as Disney is able to keep their like, because Disney does a better job than most of keeping most of this shit under wraps. Like, yeah. you know, nobody knew how Endgame was going to end. Like, nobody, no. you know, they kept it all under wraps. Nobody no. knew we, we didn't know that Baby Yoda fucking existed, existed which right? Was like, just amazing. Yeah, I mean, right. For them to be able to keep that a yeah. secret for as long as they have. But I think like, when it comes to the toys, amazing. like, there's obviously something there in the agreements, like you know, because. The, the toys have to do their own marketing independent of the shows, you know, yeah. and the movies. So yeah, I think John it's just... Favreau this week yeah. saying, uh, keeping it a secret, that there's no way they could have made toys. I, yeah, I, I, no I, I figured, yeah, yeah. No way they could have made toys. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, I mean, just throwing, you know, millions of marketing dollars and, 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 and yeah. like... I mean, kudos I mean, to like, Disney for not... Trying to cash in on that toy money, right? Yeah, to keep the story. And but you know what they? I think. I think. I mean, that's so much more important. Well, I think, I, I think yeah. that is really the key in, into what we're seeing right now in the age of the internet that we're in, yeah. in, the age of social media, is that you need to do these things and you need to forego millions of dollars in merchandising in order to be able to get. But, better story. But look at it this way, though, because they're going to make all those millions back as soon as the toys go on sale and the plush dolls and stuff. But I would look at it this way. I would say they saved money on marketing because they don't really need to advertise that they're making these toys. No, we're all doing the, it the, the, yeah. the show is out. They yeah. know the toys are coming. It's just, a, it's just a matter of everywhere. waiting. Yeah, it's, it's like the most memeable show. I just exactly. pulled up an article of the 40 worst Baby Yoda tattoos already. So, like... Oh, I saw, yeah. I saw, exactly. one, I saw one that I had, yeah. Yeah, had Baby Yoda oh, holding White, White Claw. Yeah. It was just so good. Yeah. And they were, like, 2019 in the tattoo. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> because, because they, like, think about it, though. They literally do not even need to announce when they are releasing these toys. All it's going to take is one human being to find it and tweet about it or post on their Instagram, and it's going to go viral in two fucking seconds. Yeah. And there will be, and then they saved millions of dollars on marketing their toys. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're seeing a lot of like um, of things coming out right now where people are actually creating 
um, which is something that uh, my sister-in-law is going to be doing for my brother. They're creating crochet patterns. So you can create your own plush Baby Yoda toy, right? So it gives you the opportunity. Well, here's an easy way. And now it gives you a do-it-yourself element so that, oh, you really want to have this right now? You really want to have it? Make it yourself. Right. right, and it, and it, people have come out with those, you know, kind of things that are that are happening. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I think I think Baby Yoda is going to be. If we ever achieve world peace, it's going to be because of Baby Yoda. It's going to be. I mean, he's just <laughs> he's the, the best character, and I just I'm so excited. You know, you know, we are 24 hours away from being able to see the next episode. Can't wait. What does the next episode bring? And. Is there going to be a connection to Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Is there a connection to the the sequel trilogy? You know, where is that all going to be coming Chapter from? Chapter seven of Mandalorian comes out the day that uh, Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker yeah, goes. yeah, which yeah. is that's, yeah. that's supposedly like so, the one that connects. So in a, in about three weeks or so, you'll yeah. you guys will hear our wrap up of both <clears throat> the Rise of Skywalker and the Mandalorian, and we can't fucking wait. <clears throat> but in the meantime, it's like a New Year's present. That's a New Year's present. Yeah, it is a New Year's present. But let us know what you think. Yeah. You, know, leave, you know, give us a comment. Don't forget, like and subscribe our stuff. Send us an email um, at readysetreview or readysetreview at gmail.com. And uh, what? what are you, looking you don't know the email. It's readysetreview. Okay. readysetreview at gmail.com. When's the last time you checked the email? No, I don't check There you go. There you go. check the email. Yeah, so I thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, thanks for being with us. Let us know your ideas. If you think that there are some uh, different ideas, your different theories behind, go you know, on the Instagram and tell yeah. us how wrong we are. Yeah, please tell us how wrong we are. Just or tell us your just your crazy fan theories. I mean, that's what we love about Star Wars. Again, you know, that's the thing that makes Star Wars Star Wars. So let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, as always, stay tuned, true reviewers. <laughs>